Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Hey friends, so here's the thing about this episode. I'm trying something a little new on this one, which isn't saying much because the podcast as a whole is still fairly new. I posted on Instagram a little ask me anything prompt, and on this extra bite-sized episode, I'm going to take some time to answer just a couple of the questions that I felt like were repeated the most, that I saw the most overlap in, or that I felt like there were a lot of there was a lot of commonality in. In the future, I'll probably have a few different guests on with me to tackle these questions, but I figured why not just go for it today and have this be my very first solo episode. If you have any questions or topics that you would love to have answered here, you can head to the website, so here's the thing podcast.com and submit your questions there. You can also suggest guests that you would love to learn from. I always like to hear who you want to learn from. Or you can even apply to be a guest there yourself. You can also share with me things that you've loved about the podcast or things that you would love to see in the future. I want to make sure that this is a really great resource for everyone who's listening. So I really um, appreciate all of your feedback. So jumping on in, one of the questions I was asked the most and I saw repeated several different times in a, asked in a few different ways uh, was actually really surprising to me, not because I don't think that it's a great question, because I do. Uh, it's just that ironically, I don't really see it myself if I'm being completely candid here. I was asked, how do you find the confidence to make big moves or start big projects like this podcast without letting self-doubt or fear of failure get to you? And this really surprised me because if I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone for a minute to be pretty vulnerable here, I've never really considered myself a strongly confident person. I do think that I'm driven and that some of my core motivators might push me to take big leaps and risks, but in general, as a whole, I feel like just like the majority of the human race, I have struggled with self-confidence issues and insecurities and fear of failure. So when I talk about my core motivators, uh, and specifically the one that I rely on the most in this specific situation, or the one that kind of helps me overcome or I guess a better word would be outweigh self-doubt and fear of failure. Uh, My biggest motivator in this situation is the idea of impact or helping others through my work. So I had sat down a while ago and kind of looked at what things motivate me the most. And for me, one of those things is impact. And it's allowed me to overcome any kind of, I guess, self-imposed hold back from taking big jumps and taking big leaps and risks. Anytime I start to question my ability, my worth, my knowledge, or my skill set, or what I have to offer as a whole, I remember that if I can reach and assist one person on their path, if I can help them grow, that's enough for me to push past that uncomfortable feeling of of fear or of self-doubt. And don't get me wrong here, I still grapple with self-doubt on a regular basis. I'm human, and let's be real, we live in a time of constant comparison between all forms of media, social platforms. Even the positive things I seek out in my business sometimes lead to an unhealthy comparison. 
I'm talking conferences, events, networking, anything that I attend that has groups of people who are doing the same kind of things that I'm doing. It's all overly positive, but of course there is sometimes that added risk of additional comparison. But I try to let my motivators overrun or outweigh that doubt whenever possible. And I would love to kind of dive into how I found my core motivators because I think that that is something that will help anybody who's struggling with confidence um, or struggling with self-doubt to kind of tackle it on their own as well. I would say that one of the most important things that you can do when you're learning to combat that that self-doubt and any kind of confidence issue is by getting to know yourself a little bit better. When I first started my business, I was obviously a lot younger. Um, I didn't take the time to seek out within myself what was important to me, and I wouldn't have put myself forward in the same way that I do now, simply because I was combating that insecurity. And at that point in my life, I just thought, this is what it is, and I am who I am, but I didn't actually know what was motivating me internally. So now when I see a mountain that I want to climb, so to speak, because um, I doubt you'll ever catch me trying to actually climb a mountain, so I'm not really sure why I just chose that analogy, but let's go with it. If I see a mountain I want to climb and I feel that familiar fear creep into my stomach, that like sickening, heavy weighted feeling kind of sink into my stomach and hold me back, I basically hype myself up and I ask myself the same questions over and over. And these are the same discovery questions that I use when I'm trying to uh, kind of identify my motivators and identify my uh, self-doubt in a more clear way. The first question that I ask is, what is the worst thing that could happen? But the actual worst thing, this is not a hypothetical. I need to answer this question honestly, and I need to have a concrete actual answer. If, it, if you are a journaler and it helps you write things down, this is something that I would write. I just kind of think it through in my head. Sometimes I'll jot things down if it's like a really heavy situation. So that's the first question followed by question two. If the worst happens, how bad will it be? And why will it be that bad? So I'm going to kind of walk you through this as an example for me as my own worst critic. And if you're familiar with the Enneagram at all, I'll use that as well in conjunction with this example. I'm a three, which on the Enneagram is the achiever with a strong wing two, which is categorized as a helper, meaning the risk of failure for me is tied to embarrassment, social humiliation, people judging me, those are all inherent to a threes belief. So to break this down a little bit, using the podcast as an example, because that was the question that was brought up so much on the Ask Me Anything, was starting this podcast. I was really scared to tackle this massive project that I knew absolutely nothing about six to eight months ago when I started it, but I asked myself these questions. So one, what's the worst that could happen? And While yes, like my answers were plentiful, but on the very top of the list, my answers were, no one's going to listen to it. People are going to think I'm not an eloquent speaker. People will judge me or ask, who is she to speak on this platform? And so to tie the Enneagram in here, that's all unhealthy three perspectives. And so to combat that, I drew on the motivator of helping others, which likely was, again, part of my Enneagram two personality traits as the helper. 
And that helps me remind myself that this content is free. It's supposed to be accessible. It could help someone in their life or their business. And that to me was worth the risk of a little judgment from anyone else. So if you're looking for more ways to learn how to keep your own self-doubt in check and you're not sure where to start, personality tests like the Enneagram, like StrengthsFinder, Myers-Briggs, any kind of test that can help you address the strengths and weaknesses inherent to your own personality. And of course, therapy is another great option here. Those can all be really helpful in navigating those waters and helping you kind of create resources to combat self-confidence issues, insecurities, and self-doubt. So to answer the question, summed up, how do I have the confidence to do the the things that I do in big ways or make quote-unquote big moves? The blunt answer is, I really don't. I feel like I use the other traits in my personality to overcome any lack of confidence that I have. And that to me is worth any risk of, you know, a failure or of the fear of failure. And so hopefully this can kind of set you along the path of self-discovery in order to overcome any kind of self-doubt that you might have. The second question I get a lot of was a little bit less surprising to see, but in true so here's the thing fashion, I wanted to share a little unpopular perspective within my answer. Um, I say that just as a little disclaimer for any of my fellow business coaches listening out there, hear me out before you get mad about my unpopular opinion. So the question that I got a lot of was, is it worth the investment to hire a business coach? A lot of people shared if uh, a little bit more into that, saying that they were feeling lost in their business or kind of confused about the next steps. And so they wanted to know if it was worth the investment to hire a coach. Okay, so here we go. Coaches are not miracle workers. They are not magicians. I've personally invested a lot of resources. I'm talking my money, my time, my energy into several different coaches over the span of running my business. And I now personally offer coaching myself. So that being said, I'm happy to offer some perspective, including any kind of unpopular opinion. A lot of times people think that hiring a coach will solve all of your problems and that they'll make all the big decisions for you. But the truth of the matter is that nobody can make big decisions in your life, in your business. Nobody knows what to do better than you. Now, don't get me wrong. Clearly, as a business coach myself and as somebody who continues to work with a coach personally, I do find a lot of value in what they do and how a coach can help you grow or how a mentor can provide you with guidance that could be necessary in order to take your business to the next level or to create a life that you love. But I think the first step that people need to take when you consider seeking out any kind of coaching or mentorship is figuring out what you want out of it first. That is the key that so many people miss when they reach out for coaches or for mentors because you're kind of desperate in this time and you're thinking, I really need someone to help me through. I really need someone to hold my hand and guide me through these next steps. But if you're not even sure what you want out of it, that coach is not going to help. So now that we've kind of determined the key to making any of these investments worth it, let's talk about kind of the ups and downs of finding a coach to invest in. 
So similar to finding the perfect hairstylist or the perfect therapist or any person that you happen to be working with on a regular basis, it might take a little bit of trial and error to find someone amazing. And I know that I have personally worked with several coaches, some really big names that I could have sworn would have changed my business, some that are more on a smaller scale. And it took a while until I found a coach that I loved and that I used And I used to see it as me kind of wasting money, time, resources, and pouring into all these coaches that didn't really help me get to where I wanted to be. But once I was able to identify what I really wanted out of my coaching, then I was able to find the right one. And that was completely worth the investment. So let's talk about kind of what happens once you do find the right coach for you. After you've determined what you want out of working together, after you've done some trial and error, you've worked with a couple of them, you've done some consultation calls, you've found a coach that you love, I can kind of address the main question of, is it worth the investment? Frankly, working with a coach has been one of the best things that I have ever done for my business. It has been worth every penny that I've invested. But what I didn't expect out of it was that I would find more ability and strength within my own knowledge through the guidance and encouragement of my coach than I was prepared for. I was waiting for her to hand me a perfectly curated and fixed life on a platter to hold my hand through the entire experience, like I said before, and to create a life and business that I wanted, but I might not have known what it was that I wanted in the beginning. So a great coach will kind of prompt you and guide you through a lot of self-reflection before working with you. And maybe a coach that might not be 100% worth it won't. They might guide you through a very standardized, templated process. And that could work for some people. But for me personally, if you're asking when coaching and mentorships are worth it, to me, a coach and a mentor who is going to take the time to get to know exactly what you need to get out of the situation, those are going to be the ones that help you the most. So that one was a little bit shorter of an ask me anything question, but I wanted to answer a couple questions here in a really short amount of time. Hopefully this was helpful to you again. If you have any future questions or topics you'd love to have answered here, you can find us on Instagram at So Here's The Thing Podcast, or you can just head directly to the website, So Here's The Thing Podcast.com, and submit your questions there. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll just be over here cheering you on. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to So Here's The Thing Podcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review in iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Luna, I'm trying to record. Okay.